You're listening to The Bookstorian Podcast, a podcast for book lovers and bookstagrammers. Hello and welcome to The Bookstorian Podcast. My name is Tegan and on this, our first ever episode, I'm going to have a chat with Natalie from Andorable Reads. We're going to have a chat about the Aussie Kiwi Bookster Group and discuss The Happiest Man on Earth by Eddie Yaku. Just to let you know, there will definitely be some spoilers. Hello, Natalie. How are you today? Hey, I'm good. How are you? I'm really looking forward to talking to you about my number one book of the year so far. Oh, it's like I finished it last night and yeah, it's, it's definitely up there for me. I've, you know, I've got a few main contenders for the book of the year and yeah, I, it blew my mind. Um, yeah, I'm really keen to talk about it. I'm so glad that I read it. So before we talk about our book of the year, then our icebreaker question is what is the next book on your TBR? Okay. So I actually have a book cart and um, I put all my books that I want to read in there. And I've got two shelves that are full, like it's actually overflowing. Um, And so what my plan is at the moment is to read some of the smaller books because I'm hoping I can get through them a lot quicker. You know, some of them are sort of, you know, two and a half, three hour reads. I can get through them in a night. So I'm hoping to try and minimize that uh, that book cart so that it's not overflowing so what I've actually picked is um, Memorial Drive by Natasha Threathaway and basically um, it's set in Mississippi in the 1960s and it's a girl that's born to a black mother and a white father her parents divorce they move to Atlanta she moves there with her mum and their her stepfather becomes quite abusive sort of lots of bullying and controlling and that sort of thing and then basically when they try to escape him he actually murders her mother and so yeah it's a memoir which is my favorite genre I love memoirs so um, yeah I'm really looking forward to reading it and I love reading about people who have lives that are really challenging and they kind of overcome things and they come out the other side so you know the happiest man on earth is obviously right up there Um, so yeah I'm thinking that this one's going to be really similar so yeah I'm looking forward to getting into that. I think memoirs and biographies are a genre of book in the last few years I've really started to explore a lot more and you just learn so much about humans and the human spirit. Yeah absolutely and I think it puts life into perspective you know like you can be having a bad day and you know your car mightn't start or you might have you know slept funny or whatever it may be and then you kind of think back on some of these memoirs that you've read and some of these lives that people have lived and you're like yeah you know it's it's not that bad like I actually appreciate the fact that I even have a car or that I even have a job because so many people don't Um, and I think that's what I like best about it is that you know it just makes me really appreciate life and it makes me grateful for what I have and this book that we're going to talk about today definitely does all of those things so my next book on my tbr is piranesi by Susanna clark and i know this is one that has been all over my bookstagram feed the cover is probably something that struck me first and i'm i'm not a huge fantasy reader but i quite like exploring or dabbling in uh kind of greek myths that when it talks about the labyrinth and the oceans and being imprisoned it's something that I thought, oh, I could give this a go. If you, so if you really like Circe, it's by Madeline Miller. It's meant to be a book that you'll enjoy as well. 
I do have to admit I borrowed it from the library though. I didn't buy the physical copy just in case it's not for me. I think borrowing from libraries is fantastic. I think it's amazing. We need to support our libraries. I'm also a huge fan of street libraries. So I sort of go around all the street libraries in my neighborhood and, you know, I sort of have some areas that it's more an upper class uh, street libraries and then some that are a little bit more lower class. And I like to move the books in amongst the street libraries as well. And because you always get like in the, in the sort of more upper class area, you get like brand new books that have only been read once and the new releases and that sort of thing. So if it's something that doesn't interest me, I like to take a few and drop them off into the other street libraries as well. So then that way everyone gets to access the same kind of books. And I, I feel like I'm a little bit of a, like a book magician or something like it's just, yeah, I, I love doing it. It's such a good hobby. So yeah, I'm all for free books and borrowing and lending and yeah, any, any which way you can get them. And then if there's something that really sticks with you, then yeah, I have to buy it. It has to be on my shelf. And one of your other hobbies is Bookstagram. So can you describe your Bookstagram account for us? Yeah, look, I, I kind of have an accidental theme. So when I first started Bookstagram, which was only a couple of months ago, I kind of had no idea what I was doing. And I'm really not that talented to you know, some people just have these beautiful feeds and, you know, all these different props and stuff. And that's just not me. And I went and bought a few things and I'm like, oh, I really don't want to be that kind of person. I, you know, that's just not me. I wanted to kind of be more myself and just focus on the books. So I, you know, I had a book one day and I sort of went out into my backyard and, and I never go out in my backyard. Like I, I have a jungle out there. I've got no idea about plants or anything like that went outside and took a photo and I liked the way it looked. And so now everything just gets taken in my backyard and I love, you know, it's spring at the moment. So there's lots of different flowers and things coming out. And so you can take, you know, I took about four or five books yesterday and took, you know, photos and they all look completely different. They're just in front of different trees or different plants. You can even do the same tree, but at a different angle and it just looks totally different. And, you know, my, my backyard looks spectacular in these photos when, and to look at it, it's really not that fancy, but, um, you know, there's lots of places and I kind of tried to match the books with uh, the, either flowers or with leaves or something. Um, I've got like little sort of rocks around gardens and that sort of thing. So sometimes if it's a bit more of a sadder book, I'll kind of more go with, you know, rocks and leaves. Um, but if it's more of a happier book, I'll sort of go with some flowers and that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think too much about it. And I think that's really important for people on Bookstagram who, you know, especially when they first join, it can be really stressful. You see these really pretty accounts and you want to be like them. And, you know, the most important thing is to just be yourself. Like I literally, as I said yesterday, I think I took four books out and I took five photos. Like one of the books I was like, oh, Oh, no, I think I'd prefer it over here. So I took two photos for that one. Otherwise, yeah, I'm just a snap and go kind of person and it all just falls together. And for me, it's more about the books and the content. Yeah. And I, I think a lot of accounts have that similar feel about them, that they prefer to be talking about the books and having a focus on the book as well. And then, of course, there are some different accounts that can be quite creative, but also I feel perhaps pour a lot of money into their props and what we, what we see them creating. I think the, the good thing about your account is there is the blend of the environment against the backdrop of the book. So you might have a really bright color in your cover and then you've got this lovely sort of lush green backdrop behind it. 
So why did you decide to start a Bookstagram account? So back in June, I was at my auntie's house and her stepdaughter came over and she was talking about how she'd just reached a thousand followers on her Bookstagram. And I was sitting there and I was like, I have no idea what that is, but okay. And then my auntie was like, oh my gosh, you have to get Natalie to follow you. She reads books. She reads books. And I'm like, okay, like, I don't know what this is. Like, what's a bookstagram? She's like, oh, on Instagram, you know, check out my handle. And so I've looked at it and I'm like, oh, like it's just an Instagram page, but it's all about books. And I'm like, oh, okay. Like I like books. I read a lot of books. And so, you know, I followed her and, you know, I started looking at some of the things she was posting. And then I started looking at other people and I feel like I just went down this rabbit hole and I've not come back up. Um, it less than a week later, I had my own bookstagram and I was talking about books and, you know, I used to do it a little bit on my own private account. Um, not so much with reviews, but I used to just be like, Hey, I read this book. It's really great or you know I'd share on my Facebook bookstagram is so much more than that and and I get to actually write these reviews and so you know it's it's a lot more than just what I was doing before but yeah I went down a rabbit hole I haven't come back up so yeah it's all thanks to Hannah that's um introducing me to bookstagram and yeah it's it's just been fabulous I've met so many amazing people and you know I've actually discovered a local book club that I'm now a part of and I've roped in other friends to join a bookstagram and yeah it's just it's just been amazing. Like I, I can't imagine life without Bookstagram now. And one of the things that you've done while you were down there in that rabbit hole is you created an Aussie Kiwi Facebook group. Can you tell us about that? I used to do a, like a little bit of online gaming and that sort of thing, you know, back in my twenties. And it used to be really hard to find Aussies. Like it was always dominated by Americans or people in Europe. And I found Bookstagram to be a little bit the same. Like I'd find an Aussie and I'd be like, I'd grab onto them. I'd be like, Hey, Hey, we live in the same country. This is really cool. And, um, you know, I just found that they were rare. It was hard to come across an Aussie and then you'd find one and it's like, how do you keep track of them? Like trying to remember all the different tags and, you know, who are these people and who, you know, who do I want to be friends with? And especially with COVID, like you want to kind of reach out to your peers and people who are in your, in your country that you can talk about the same experience. I mean, we're all going through it worldwide, but people in Australia understand what it's like in Australia. And so I kind of toyed with the idea of creating some kind of platform where we could connect. And so I put up a couple of polls on my story and I was like, would people be interested in this? And another girl that I had been talking to who was actually from New Zealand messaged me and she's like, you know, can we open it up to Oz and Kiwi? She goes, because I've been thinking about the same thing. And, you know, the Kiwis are really hard to find. And I'm like, okay, yeah, cool. Let's, let's do this. And so on the 2nd of August, I created a Facebook group, Oz Kiwi Bookstar. And I was expecting tops of 40 people. Like I did not think that it would end up being any more than that. I just thought, it's just going to be this really nice little group and we're going to talk about books and it's going to be great. We currently have 573 members. So it's blown up way more than what I ever expected. And it's amazing. Um, you know, it, it's just been such a positive group and everyone that I messaged to say, Hey, do you want to join? They're all like, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. Thank you so much. And for the same reasons that I wanted it, other people want to join it for. So, you know, it wasn't just me struggling to find Aussies or, or Kiwis. It was, you know, other people are having the same difficulty 
and it's just nice to really support each other and you know we have different days have different themes we always talk about books obviously we share giveaways all that sort of thing but probably my favorite day of the week is Wednesday when we do a welfare check and so everybody just um, writes on the post to talk about how they're doing so they can be doing great they can be doing not so great um and it's just a safe place to kind of share and you know some people have bad days at work um there's been some people who you know have spoken out about some relationship breakdowns there's been others that have talked about covid we have 170 people from melbourne in the facebook group and so for all of those guys who you know they're not allowed to socialize at all like they have the tightest restrictions out of both the countries and my heart goes out to them and so for them to be able to come together talk about books and you know have this safe place to kind of check in it's just really lovely and you know I know that there's some really great friendships that have been formed between some of the Melbourne booksters and you know they're they're exchanging books sending books to each other and and that's really lovely and I just think it's so nice that we're able to kind of connect um, as many people as possible who can support each other and you know I, I actually made a comment the other day going you know I really hope that you know, the Melbourne guys create a book club after all this and get together and have a big party. And, you know, I, I, I think, you know, we're going to see a lot of like little book clubs that are going to um, pop up out of, out of this group, which is going to be amazing. It just started as a small idea and it's just grown and I just love it. I really love it as well. And I want to take the time to thank you for creating it because I know exactly what you mean. It's hard to connect with other accounts and it's particularly hard to, uh, to connect with Australian accounts. And I find sometimes the algorithm can just change on Instagram and suddenly you're seeing all these other accounts rather than seeing like-minded accounts or accounts that are run by people that are near you. So thank you so much for creating it. And I know whenever I write a comment on there or if I've put a post on there, there's always an overwhelming sense of support or help that you can find in there as well. If you're like, oh, I have this problem that I'm having on my Instagram account. There's always people that are there and, and willing to write a reply sometimes within minutes of actually posting it. So it's a really good account. And yeah, I would like to also congratulate you for creating it. Thank you. Yeah. Like there's no, um, there's no silly question. Like literally, you know, I've got an admin team and, you know, we've never had to remove comments or message anyone to say, Hey, you know, that's inappropriate or whatever. It, it doesn't matter what your question is. You know, we, there's so many people that are brand new to bookstagram. Whenever I DM people and say, hey, do you want to join? I always say that it's for bookstagrammers and also for book lovers. So we actually have some people who have joined because they just love books. They might just, you know, like me before June, had their private account and just used to share about some books. And I'd message them and say, you know, this is a thing. And, and this is this group. Do you want to join? You don't have to have a bookstagram account. And, and they've actually then gone and been inspired to start their own bookstagram and so they've got questions a, a girl commented the other day and, and asked what a buddy read was you know there's always people saying um you know I'm looking for people to do buddy reads this month does anyone want a buddy read with me and she was like what exactly is a buddy read and and people were commenting and they were so nice and they were so supportive and so helpful and it's little things like that that you know sometimes we think oh it's it's you know I know what that is or I've worked out what that is but other people haven't and so to create that safe place 
space to be able to go, what is this? Um, you know, that's, that's really lovely. And I really, I'm, I feel so proud, you know, whenever I see comments like that and I see the support that's given, um, I just, yeah, I feel so proud. Like it just, it just fills me with so much joy. If people are listening and they're either Australian or they're from New Zealand and they want to be a part of this Facebook group, how do they join? So on Facebook, you can do a search for Aussie and Kiwi Booksters. If not, you can DM me on Instagram and I can send you the invite. If you know any other Aussies or Kiwis, um, message them because they may be already in the group. We also have a hashtag. So it's hashtag Oz Kiwi Bookster that we all use. So if ever I message anyone and they say they don't use Facebook, I always tell them about the hashtag and I say, you know, follow that hashtag because a lot of the, a lot of us tag our photos in that. So you can find lots of other bookstagrammers. One of the books that I think is for everyone is the book that we're going to talk about today, which is The Happiest Man on Earth by Eddie Yaku. And as I said to you earlier in the show, I'm just looking forward to talking to someone else and hearing about their experience with reading this book. I found it incredibly moving and it's definitely something I think I'm going to purchase a lot of people for Christmas this year. Oh, absolutely. Like I actually, just before I came and spoke to you, I actually was just writing out my review. So I finished it last night. Um, and yeah, I was just writing my review and I, I basically started out like, how do you review what is probably one of the greatest stories that has ever been told? How, how do you find the words to describe this? Um, and basically all I could come up with was thank you to Eddie for sharing his story. Um, I've read a number of books about the Holocaust and Auschwitz and all that sort of thing. And it just never, it never ceases to surprise me. Like I just, I can't believe that this is part of our history and, you know, it's just something that is so regrettable. And I just, my heart just bleeds. Like it really does every time I read a book like this, but you know, I think this one is so different to all the others that are out there because Eddie just has this attitude about choosing your own happiness and choosing to be happy. There are so many people out there who are unhappy and I think they need to read Eddie's book and realize that if someone can go through everything that he went through and choose to be happy and live a happy life, then anybody can like and that's that's the honest truth so the book itself is written by eddie and it is a true survivor story so eddie is a german and he also is a jew and he was someone who was displaced during world war ii he had a number of different ways that he either escaped and then found himself back um, in in Auschwitz as well, and then found himself in the death march, was, which was his final escape that he made. And he can now tell the story of survival. Eddie turned 100 just as the book went to publish as well. So to reach 100 and to have lived through what he lived through is an incredible feat. Eddie currently lives in Sydney and he is also involved with the Jewish Museum. And I know that next time I go to Sydney, I definitely want to go and visit the Jewish Museum yeah. now. Yeah. I, I have added that to my list. Like I actually just messaged my friend before and I sent her a photo of the book and the little blurb on the inside cover. And I was like, can you read this? And then we're going to the Jewish Museum because like I need to go. I need to... 
I need to better educate myself and I need to, I need to do better. Like I need to care more and give more and just be more like I, I need to be more like Eddie. It has changed my whole vision of life. It's incredible how a book can make you do that. And I think he has so many wise words and there's so many quotes throughout the book. So I actually listened to it as an audio version and it was beautifully narrated. So it was really well done. But by the time I got to the end, I knew I had to go and buy a copy of the book because I had to go at it with a highlighter and soak anything up so that one day I can actually come back to the book if I'm having a tough time and just flick through those words and find that bit of inspiration and hope that is embedded throughout the book. Is there a particular quote that's stuck with you? Oh, so many. So I actually read it on my Kindle so I can highlight stuff. And normally I don't highlight books. For this one, I was like, no, I have to highlight. And I actually really liked the back cover. It says, life can be beautiful if you make it beautiful. It's up to you. And I thought that was really, you know, I think that kind of sums up the book really well. But the one that really stuck by me is... um, Basically, at the end of chapter 14, he says, here are the lines I try to live by and and which I like to include when I speak publicly. May you always have lots of love to share, lots of good health to spare and lots of good friends who care. And I thought that was really beautiful. Like I thought, you know, here is this guy that has been through hell, like has just had the most horrific story. And yet he stands up there and he wishes well for everybody he wants everybody to have love and health and friends and he wants everyone to be happy and I think that that was something that really with Eddie that I really got through was that you know even though he has been through this really awful thing he doesn't hold grudges so one of my favorite quotes from the book is this one hope is the fuel that powers the human body the human body is the greatest machine ever made but it cannot run without human spirit. We can live a few days without food, a few days without water, but without hope, without faith in humanity, we will fall and break down. And that has just echoed uh, through me ever since I heard or read, well, actually heard because I listened to it as an audio book. And mainly similar to what you were saying, that idea that he's had to face so much tragedy and pain and sorrow in his life but he had this overwhelming sense of hope throughout and we ourselves have to hope that things will get better. So COVID is happening for us at the moment. Yes. And we just have to hope things continue to get better and we don't go backwards again, or it could be as simple as having a bad day and hoping the next one will be better because without that hope, we as humans become quite lost. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I really liked following on from that when he was talking about, you know, the, the human body being a machine. He spoke about how people abuse their machines and they don't look after it. Yeah, that I, I really sort of liked that comparison to machines because he does like he is um, someone who works on machines. And I found that each chapter was kind of circular in the way that he would start with a theme or an idea tell a story and then connect back to that theme or idea again. Is there a new perspective that reading this book gave to your life? You alluded to a little bit of it before. 
Yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I have two goals in life. My goals in life are to be happy and to leave the world a better place. And I think um, my goals are pretty much on par with Eddie. I think if I said to Eddie, hey, this is my, my goals in life, I think he would give me two thumbs up. So the whole leaving a world a better place for me now, it's, you know, I, I want to be more like Eddie and I want to learn more. As I said before, like I've read a few books on the Holocaust and I actually just finished The Book Thief, not long before I actually read this. And even though that's a fiction, it kind of gives a different perspective to, um, to, you know, the whole Hitler movement. They were obviously a German family and they hit a Jew in their basement. And so they kind of seen, seen what happened to the Jews from the outside. You know, they just seen small snippets. Um, and, you know, it, it was actually kind of nice to go from the book thief into the happiest man on earth to, to kind of see, like, it was almost like I was then going to that Jew perspective and, and seeing, okay, this is what was actually going on whilst the Germans were feeling this way. And, and I think just reading books like this just makes me really more determined to go, okay, I need to change the world. And even if it's one person, I'm going to change their world. Um, so yeah, it, I think it's just given me more drive and more um, motivation to just get that started and get going. Eddie definitely tells us about his perspective of hate and the idea that it can chew up a person uh, from the inside out. But in contrast, he talks about happiness. And one of the quotes is, happiness is the only thing that doubles once shared. And I thought that was an absolutely beautiful way of summarizing happiness and how you can actually spread it and share it. And that's something that I hope after reading this book, I carry with me and I'm able to share uh, with people and able to double that happiness and to make people feel better. Is there anything else that you learned through reading this book that we haven't touched on? Um, I think, I think every time I read a book like this, I, I do learn, I learn more about life and about history and about how to have a good perspective on life. And for me, I learned so much about, about Eddie and about happiness and the human experience. But I also, from a history perspective, I've, from a history perspective, I read a lot of World War II fiction. And I thought in particular what I took from this book was a bit more understanding about Belgium's involvement and that shocking story about him being handed back to the Nazis essentially from Belgium was something that I learned through reading this book. But I also learned how people actually survived and while a lot of it was sometimes it was just up to chance. So that scene when him and his father are separated and he goes to get on the same truck as his father, despite the instructions that were given to him and a soldier points out and said, no, you were told to go that way. We're going to drive these people there. And that's the last time he actually sees his father. So that it, yes, while so many things are still up to faith, that idea of hope, and that, that hope for a better day or, or that hope to see people again that he'd been disconnected from was something that I took away. I found it quite interesting as I was reading though, Natalie, and I don't know whether you had a similar experience. If he didn't mention what happened to that person, I had hope that that person was still alive. So he'd mentioned his sister, but 
he didn't necessarily say what happened to her. So I had this hope throughout the book. Oh, I hope he sees his sister again. Yeah, for sure. And then just the way that he reconnected with them was just amazing. Just the fact that, you know, I think at one point he was at a train station and he looked up and his friend was on the other side waving to him. And I was like, oh, yay, like they're back together again. It's incredibly jarring and raw, but I think that it's so important that Eddie decided to tell his story. And it's quite interesting when he talks about in the book about the fact he didn't speak about it to his family, but he found it much easier to tell strangers about his story. And so much so that his history is finally now recorded for us and for our future generations. And history and the sharing of history is such an integral part of human nature to prevent us from repeating ourselves. Is there anything else you'd like to talk about in relation to the book before we end? Oh, look, I think just everybody needs to go and grab a copy and read it ASAP. And um, like yourself, go and buy a copy for everyone for Christmas because, yeah, everyone needs to read it. Like, I just, I can't wait to tell the world about it. Yeah, definitely. And I want to echo what you've said. It's definitely something everybody should read. And if you're not into reading books, maybe you're more interested in podcasts or listening, I highly recommend the audiobook. It is in itself an experience and the person who narrates it as well does a really brilliant job of bringing Eddie's story to life. So thank you, Natalie, so much for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. I feel so honoured. You have been listening to the Bookstorian podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen and follow me on Instagram at the Bookstorian podcast.